This is Backdoor Boink, where we welcome every side of everyone. Please note, this is an 18-plus podcast. It's time to put in some earbuds if you don't want to answer awkward questions from your children, family, or friends. I'm Kayla, a certified relationship and intimacy coach. And I'm MJ, and I brought the lube. In this podcast, we explore the the behind-the-scenes of a weekly wellness topic reviewed on our YouTube channel. Our goal is to help you feel good be naughty. Thank you for checking out our After Dark, After Hours podcast. You can find more information, including our YouTube channel, social media accounts, events, Discord, and products at boinked.com. That's www.boink-ed.com. Now, let's get in that back door. Hello, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm here. Tonight... We left some big news on the YouTube. Did we? I did. You say you did. Yeah, I did. I did. Mm -hmm. We talked about change. I don't like it. I know you don't. I wasn't given enough notice to prepare. I know. You need like months of preparation to deal with any sort of change. As where I'm just, impulse, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. So So how have we made it this far? A lot of patience on your part. (laughs) well we decided that we were going to scale back the youtube we're going to do that once a month the first wednesday of every month starting now until the at least the end of summer and in the fall we're gonna gonna revisit that try and amp things back up now summer summer ends for you in october after spooky season yeah Mm -hmm. i know some people's definition of summer is you know when kids go back to school It's still hot as hell. It is. And people still have plans well into September, winding down. From the summer, yeah. Yeah. So, after spooky season, because we have some spooky season... Activities. Activities set up. Absolutely. Yeah, so I consider consider October, like, early fall. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, September is still summer. Mm -hmm. So... We got like a month and a half, maybe two months. I just wanted to clarify that because somebody did mention it in in our chat that kids are coming back to school end of the month. Some have started already, depending on where they're listening. That makes sense. We are looking at end of summer being... October-ish. And I mean, a lot of it has to do with the fact that in the summer, everybody has plans. I mean, we've seen it with the classes. Mm -hmm. We've seen it with attendance on the YouTube. And the kid. I mean, we have obligations to child, to the little cretin. Yeah, she's not old enough to completely take care of herself and be left on her own. No, no. uh, I mean, when she turns seven soon, that'll she'll be fine then, right? Just off out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, okay. She'll be able to get a job. (laughs) But don't worry, the the podcasts. Mm Mm-hmm. We agreed. We did. This is our time. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. This is the time that we get to talk. Oh, okay. So, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about pro-dom and, and sex workers oh. after this. But the point is, the podcast is staying weekly. Okay. We're keeping that. I like our time together. I like it when, you know, Kinky Kate comes back to me and says, I can't believe that MJ said XYZ. It's coming out of my mouth. There's no filters. Anything's possible. It's offensive to some people. Some people (laughs) find it hilarious. Me? I'm just looking for a reaction. I know you are. You are such an instigator. Mm -hmm. And this is the comment that I keep coming back to. 
Doms are just brats with power. Maybe. That Depends is, on the dom. That is you in a nutshell. Oh, but the other good news about the podcast. Oh. Since we're doing it weekly. Mm-hmm. And we have no YouTube. Right. You know what that means. What? Buck-ass wild. Oh, geez. Off the rails. If we don't have a YouTube to follow for the podcast, I'm going to need paperwork. I can get you paperwork. I can get you some notes to reference. At least that way I'm not blindsided. Yeah, that makes... Only because that makes for ridiculous amounts of editing. I don't edit, so I don't care. Exactly. But if I blindside you, I either have to edit a lot of silence where you're staring at me with the daddy look, or I have to edit what ever offensive bullshit falls out of your face can't please everybody you can't please everybody i am joking for the most part you say things with a dark sense of humor but not offensive how's that i was referring to you editing things to not pleasing everybody oh wow okay yeah. oh okay you please me just fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you do all right so, so you back to that summer dry spell no <laughs> <laughs> funny not funny no to tonight's topic Pro-dom and sex work. I think we should start off with sex work. It's something that's a little more... Some... I was going to say, I'm pro-dom. <laughs> you are. You're pro-dom. <laughs> I support dominance, but I mean professional... Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. Thank you Fine. for reminding me to clarify the terminology. So for pr- when we say pro-dom, we're talking about dominatrixes, people that get paid, or professional dominance to be more inclusive, just general, all genders, professional dominance, pro-dom. And sex work would include... Pro-dom. No. Mm. No, we're going to exclude We're gonna exclude that. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about that separately because sex work... Gray sex work's area. different. Yeah. Fine. So sex work would include... What you do. No! You sell people good sex products. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I do not, I do, not do sex work. Just to be very, very clear, <laughs> it is like the line I will not cross because I do consultations. I was referring to selling the sexy toys. I know, but you're giving people the wrong impression. How much time do I spend on this podcast just correcting, again, the weird shit that falls well, out of your face? Well, it's about a 30-minute podcast, so I'd say probably 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times I am grateful that you remind me to clarify things, which is a good Fine. part of effective communication. You do not do sex work. You sell items to make sexy time better. Yes. And work with couples to make sexy time or their time together better. Yes. Okay. Uh, I also work with couples, individuals, polycules, but yes, intimacy, coaching, and consulting. So that's why I will not cross that line into sex Do you sex get to wear work. a whistle? Oh, We'll have to get you a whistle. Yeah, I guess so, because that was pathetic. Yeah. But that's why I will not cross that line into sex work, because I'm working from this educational point or this very trusted... And by sex work, you're talking things everywhere from OF. Which is? OnlyFans. Yep. Putting things up on sites like Pornhub mm-hmm. and that right out to Vegas, where we're going to have strippers and prostitution. Yes. All of those would be considered... Uh, what we're and referring to as sex workers and everything in between. Okay. So that's what you're referring to as sex workers. Correct. Uh-huh. So what about them? How do you how do you feel? I mean, a lot of states outlaw prostitution. A lot of states have rules regarding strip clubs. So I'm going to leave it as whatever floats your boat. 
Whatever creams your Twinkie. Okay. For those that are doing it because they want to do it. Ooh, good distinction. For those that are doing it because they have to for financial reasons. Or forced to. And or forced to, which is a whole nother topic. Yeah. That I'm not dipping my toes in right now. Okay. It should be safer. It should be. It should be. I don't necessarily want to say legalized everywhere, but I think you should be able to perform your job in a safe manner and have some security back there. I agree. So what's uh, your hesitation in regards to prostitution, for example, being legal everywhere? Where's the hesitation? Have you watched the news recently? No. No. Have you read any articles? No. Remember last week when you said you were going to circle back around to a topic and you forgot to? Ah. Yeah. So just the danger of it for... For the individual. Okay. Not the consumer. Right. For the worker. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, even in strip club work Mm -hmm. or porn work... Mm-hmm. stalkers that sort of thing yep yeah that's that's dangerous i don't think there's ethically anything wrong with it this is your body there's no difference for me selling my body sitting behind a computer using my fingers than somebody who's going to use their fingers to to diddle someone everything's got a price yeah it's your body it's your time it's your skill yeah i mean it, it's not hurting me it's not affecting me mm-hmm. i have no opinions it, it doesn't phase me either way I wonder how long it has been legal in Vegas. Let me take a look. Ask the Google. I'm asking the Google. I'll go out in the other room and get the Google. You can ask the Google. No. You just want to hear her sexy British accent. Everybody, the Google in my house hits on MJ and it's it's inappropriate and she's going to get her ass tossed out the window. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Brothels and their employees must register with the county sheriff and receive Mm -hmm. regular medical checkups, which we knew. Right. Which is one of the reasons I think it's been successful. Brothels have existed in Nevada since the old mining days of the 1800s. Pretty sure that's true everywhere. And were first licensed in 1971. Isn't the Bunny Ranch, I think, the oldest? I don't know that it's the oldest, but it's definitely the the most most popular. Yeah. I mean, they've been effectively doing this Mm -hmm. since 71. And instead, we have in all the other states... We have people that are are just trying to make a living. That's 50 years. Right. Yeah. Now, I recently, there was a guy, I was telling you about the podcast I was listening to where the um, host went around the country, the world, talking to people. I've watched a a documentary. There's a gentleman in a a wheelchair Mm -hmm. who encourages, you know, brothels, prostitution, safe environments. It is an important service. Yeah. That these men, women, non-binary individuals are are offering that sense of intimacy and connection and even if it acceptance. is for an hour, even if it is for an hour, people need to feel loved yep. and touched. Yeah. Would you uh, ever hire a sex worker in this category? We'll say prostitution. Yeah. I don't see the appeal, but that's me personally. Okay. I would. Yeah, but you're curious about everything. I'm curious about everything. I don't even think you do anything. I think you just play 20 questions, sit there with your little clipboard. I mean, afterwards, but I'd, I'd, want, I'd want the experience. Like, what makes you such a hot shit that people are paying for it? I gotta know. And then I would sit and, you know. So if, if we're paying by the hour. Are, are, are you paying for an escort or are you paying for a prostitute? I'm paying for... And I'm talking for... the escorts would... The additional services, not... Are, are you looking for the whole wine and dine date thing, or are you just looking for, you know, the seedy motel down the road hookup? I'm looking for the, the prostitution aspect of it. 
Okay. You know, I want I want to focus on the the sex, what's so good about it, and then you know, sit and ask them twenty questions about. It would definitely be more than twenty questions. I think if we had an hour, I'd be good with like five to ten of it for sex, and then the rest. Just we to could, say you did it. Just to say I did it. Uh, yeah. Of course you would. Anything more than that? Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What about porn? Would you pay for porn? I know it's so widely available for free. It's free now. Why? Why would you pay for porn? If you're going to the free websites and you're buying a membership, you're paying for the websites. And the companies are getting a little bit of a kickback. Yeah. If you're going to the websites and using the free versions, you're watching ads just like you are on YouTube. That's true. Where's that money go? Should be going to the people who are posting the videos because they oh. should be monetizing their videos like you can do with YouTube. Okay. Granted, they're making, you know... Pennies. Not even. Right. Per view. But at least they're getting some kickback from it. I think if you have a special taste, certain niche tastes, yeah. I can see paying for it. If you're If you're looking for that certain and you want nothing against homemade... But if you want something that looks a little more professional for your viewing pleasure than, you know, the barn down the road kind of atmosphere, homemade porn, and you have that special niche, then yeah, pay for it. Buy the video or buy the subscription to the company. I've definitely considered buying a subscription because I would say that my porn consumption is particular. Very much so. Now, if it was only in English... You don't want subtitles with your porn? I don't want subtitles <laughs> with my Netflix, but I have to watch subtitles with my Netflix so that you can read the TV. I love subtitles. So I have to watch the show twice. I love subtitles. I have subtitles. to watch it with you with subtitles, which I only focus on the subtitles, and I miss half the show, and then I have to watch it with the subtitles off so I can actually watch and enjoy the show. Oh my gosh. I, I focus better on the storyline with the subtitles. And it alleviates the, what did they just say, issue, because I read it. It's right there. But, yes, my porn flavor of choice is hentai. And I do like dubbed in English. That's totally fine by me. I do prefer that. But I'm okay with subtitles. Really? Yeah. Until you hit that moment, and what do you focus on? Do you focus on the subtitles, or are you in the moment? I'm in the moment. I find that a lot of the auditory moans, groans, uh, screams and stuff, those, I, those I, just... I try and time my orgasms with whatever the climax of the video is. Okay. So at that point, there's not really subtitles other than... Who cares than... what you're watching? As yeah. As long as you get the moans and the screams in there? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I could, you know, I wonder if there is a market for just recording the audio sounds of sex. I would maybe buy that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> professional dominance which we will refer to as pro doms from here on out okay what about them so this is an interesting i would call it more of a deviation from sex work mm -hmm. because hybrid it, it doesn't I mean there can be some crossover but in general it, it doesn't necessarily include the aspects of porn prostitution escorting i would i might consider it an escort service i i think it would fall more under an escort service in a sense, that doesn't offer the additional. Right, the happy ending. Right. right. No, I, th I think that would be a good way to classify it, but it is it is like an offshoot, 
And it is some... Go ahead. I'm not saying that there aren't pro-doms that don't offer those services, but the majority of the ones that I've heard of that I've seen don't offer that mutual happy ending, shall we say. I would say that... In general, it's sure, maybe in places where prostitution is legal, they have some people that specialize in kink. But in general, the pro-doms are not offering that service because it really starts to blur the lines between pleasure and pain. And the idea is to focus on the BDSM aspect. The pleasure within the pain? Yes. As opposed to pleasure and pain? Yes, Mm -hmm, exactly. And because it's already such a precarious situation for the professional dominant that it's just a line. It's a safety line, a safety issue. Okay. But the professional dominants are like some sort of magical compilation of psychology and communication and kink. Yeah. And non-judgment. Right. Because they are paid to do some wacky shit right and we we know i i i do nothing but listen to podcasts and i have all the time in the world to listen to podcasts okay okay you know i've listened to bdsm podcasts with pro doms i know you've listened to bdsm podcasts Mm -hmm. i did not know you listened to any pro doms and a lot of the podcasts that i've listened to that have had pro doms whether they guest on it or they host it yep in their real life they're subs yeah goes back to they know what their sub is looking for Mm-hmm. They have a type A personality. They need to shut it off. Wow. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of the ones that I've heard are like, yeah, in my real relationship, I, I'm the sub. I'm the sub. I think that is also a great aspect for a pro-dom to have. From what I was reading, I read a couple articles written by pro-doms, and their number one tip was to have experience as a submissive. Now you're talking old guard. Yeah, uh, don't do to anybody else what you necessarily wouldn't have done to you although you may not be into scat play but if your client wants that i mean but as far as the other aspects the psychology of the submissive grab a paddle off the shelf and hit you with it without trying it on me first no giving you the opportunity to try it on me at some point no no that's definitely old school how we roll yeah don't hit someone and not expect to get hit back (laughs) unless you're a professional dominant right Unless someone's paying you to do it. So having thought about the pro-dom thing. Yeah. We were talking previously. Mm-hmm. And my original answer was, no, I wouldn't hire a pro-dom. I might say, I, I, I might consider one. You're warming up to the idea. But it'd be like going to Applebee's and ordering the appetizer special. <laughs> and being, just give me a taste. Let I me... can say I hired a pro-dom. I've bottomed for a pro-dom. Uh-huh. And I wanted to see different techniques. Just a quick... So you want the sample platter. You want a yeah, little want, a little bit I of... want the sample platter and I need something to give me fresh ideas. Then boy, will you be screwed. Oh, if you got idea. Oh, yeah. So if anybody is out there... No, I'm just... <laughs> oh, I need ideas now? No, I'm just oh, saying. Okay. Now I'm... You know, I like being in the hot seat. So you want the, you want the sample platter? I would consider it. Interesting. Yeah, when we were talking about this previously, you were just like, no, I, I don't see... And that's just being cheap. It wasn't that you were disinterested in the service. Yeah, no, You're that just was being me a cheap. just, you know, not wanting to open my wallet. Fair. I get that about you. But also we go back to how you don't like change. Mm-hmm. Anytime a new idea oh, is presented... bet your ass I'm asking for a receipt and giving it to you for reimbursement. A research. I feel like... Business I, research. I feel like Boink would definitely have to cover that as an expense. Mm. 
I wonder if they do couple sessions. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and there used to be one in the area. There used to be like a, a hut. I'm out- not going to say the name. Okay. Because it's no longer, I can't find it. Uh, and they, they were on they were on the Red and Black Facebook, and they had their own website. And they also leased their space out yes. locally. So we're talking about the same one, the little hut out in the woods kind yeah, of thing. It was yeah, it a barn. And I think they might have gotten caught and shut down. So I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to, because in this state. Yeah. In Massachusetts, BDSM, technically not legal. A person can't consent to assault. So I did like the look of that little hut. It was like, or I keep saying hut, but it looked like a, a small barn. It, it was an old dairy barn that was converted. Yeah. It looked like you know, it was out in the middle of a field with like all the old grass, tall grass around it. Secluded. The neighbors sitting on their front porch playing banjo, sucking on straw. It was, it had a whole atmosphere. And then the pictures of the inside of the dungeon was stunning. Uh, You would never have guessed that that was in there unless you stumbled across this website, which, uh, yeah. Or showed up unannounced. (laughs) I would totally hire one, obviously. 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 So I figured we could talk about how one becomes a professional dominant. You looking for a second job? No. (laughs) I barely have time for the job I have. Apparently, did you know, there are online courses. There's online courses for everything. I know, but these are offered by somebody with a psychology degree, a master's in, oh my gosh, like they had a BA, a master's. You can Google how to become a dominant, a professional dominant, and it comes up as like the very first thing. Does it? Yeah. I've never Googled it. Well, it was interesting. You actually have to apply. It's not one of those online courses that you just pay for. You have to apply, and they are asking that you have previous experience. So they want to vet you. Yeah. Okay, well, at least that sounds a little more on the up and up. A more authentic, more, yeah. Are they going to reach out to your, you know, FetLife contacts? Oh, I have no idea. I did not fill out the application, so I also have no idea what the charge for these courses are. But I thought that was pretty amazing. Not just anybody can watch these and say, I'm a certified professional dominatrix or dom. Are these accredited courses? I don't Could think so. Could I get so. a student loan for them? Probably not. But again, business expense? Hey, don't blame a girl for trying. There's uh, websites where people can post their profiles. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of those aren't vetted. Right. So what I was reading was that a lot of clients are actually disappointed with the services they get. And I'm willing to bet those are budget shopper situations. That would be me. (laughs) I feel like a dom, a pro dom, is one of those you get what you pay for things. Yeah, but I I think that would be said with prostitution as well. Yeah. If I'm, you know, the $50 an hour experience versus the $250 an hour experience. Or more. Or more. But if, you know... I expect better quality service no matter where I go, you know, whatever it is. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. You know, if I spend $50 on a pen, it better write nice. If I spend $250 on a pen, it better write itself (laughs) versus the little, little Bic I picked up for a buck. Yes. That, that absolutely makes sense. So if somebody wants to become a dom, they can go to these courses, they can put up profiles, but I think the first step 
would be what we recommend to anybody getting into BDSM. Set up a FetLife profile, attend a local munch, get to know your local community. Absolutely. And get vetted by them. Yes. Absolutely. Make sure that you have, what are they called when you fill out an application? References. Make sure you have references for your clients to touch base with. If you don't have references, this is where the munch helps. Yeah. You go. You talk to people. You tell them what you're looking to start doing and offer to do sessions with them if they are willing and ask for honest feedback because they're going to give it to you. I love in that. that life, in this lifestyle, you're going to get feedback. And you're going to get honesty. I think that's one of my favorite things about the BDSM and the kink community is the open communication because people that have been in this, they know what they like, what they don't like. They're willing to tell you what they like, what they don't like. And they'll let you know if you cross a line. And they'll let you know if you cross a line. They'll let you know how you can improve the experiences because they know that both parties are meant to enjoy this as well. Go find a local dom and work with them. See if they'll oh, take yeah. you under their, you know. Apprentice. You know, I'm looking to work on my impact play. I hear you're good at impact. Can you teach me? Mm-hmm. I'll even find the bottom and come show me. Help me. Pay them for their time. Whether it's money or... Labor. Yeah, labor. Or, I don't know, dinner. Yeah. Get them, get them a nice gift card to a local restaurant or bottle of scotch or something for after. For after, yes. We do not imbibe during scenes or instruction. Now, you mentioned, you know, learning impact play, mm -hmm. which leads me to the next point. If you're being a professional dominant, you need to check the laws in your state. Yes. There's a reason that you can't find that delightful, delicious little hut in Massachusetts anymore. Yep. Exactly. So we've talked about how in Massachusetts you can't consent to being assaulted. So BDSM technically not allowed. But there are other kinks. So you need to check your state-by-state -state law because you could do some humiliation play. It's like mm -hmm. reverse counseling. Therapists, counselors, they get paid to sit and talk. You're getting paid to get sit and talked at. Yep. And so a lot of a lot of times, especially when there's a, an exchange of money, there's no legal recourse that can be had there. This is a, a service. Business. Yeah. And then the other laws. We talked about how 99% of the professional dominants are not doing the sexy work time, the added benefits. Right. Right. No penetration. No happy ending. Right. Like you get at the local massage parlor. <laughs> that recently got shut down, as we learned. Right. So this is the other reason that they don't necessarily do the happy endings, is because some of the pro-doms are providing services like CBT, which stands for cock and ball torture. Right. So if you are offering that as a service, and then you offer a happy ending, how many of your clients are coming in for the happy ending? How many of your clients are coming in for the orgasm versus the actual service and domination that you're providing? For the actual kink aspect. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that line blurring again. Right. So, yeah, no release, no ejaculation. No ejaculation. And no penetration. No penetration. Yeah, right. those are pretty much the rules. And no oral penetration. That includes, so when I'm talking penetration. Penetration's penetration. Yes. Any of the orifices. 
safety considerations if you decide to be a professional dominant? Electric play. Get yourself a taser. <laughs> oh, wait. I can't recommend that in this state anymore. Um, so, in place of a taser, mm-hmm. go get a battery-operated violet wand. Do they have those? Jumper cables and a car battery? No. <laughs> oh, my so, nipples just got hard. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to get them pierced. No. Ooh. And then get a violet wand. Ooh. Don't. Oh. No. I don't like needles. Electric safety. Electric safety. Down lower. You don't mess with stuff across the heart. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway. Another topic for another time. Yeah. So what's some real safety? Some real safety for somebody. Well, if you're in the business, yep, you obviously know people in the lifestyle mm-hmm. that you can tell where you are, what you're doing, where you're meeting your client, get whatever information you can from your client ahead of time because obviously you want to vet them too. Yes. And let them know where you're going to be. Tell them you'll check in with them when you get there, when you leave. My session should only be an hour, an hour and a half. If you don't hear from me, come check on me or send the Calvary. Send the cavalry. I You just covered the first two things I was going to say in one is right. going to munches slash vetting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that I would say that your clients have attended munches. If they're not willing to, to do that, I... Mm, if they're not willing gray. to step out into the local bar, talk with people in the community about vanilla stuff in a back room, because usually they will get a private room at a bar or a restaurant, have a sit-down meal, or and have a conversation, then maybe they're not the clients you want. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe maybe you would refer someone like that to a sex coach first. Yeah. Because at that point... They can get in touch with their... Their kink. Their kink, their feelings themselves, understand it a little better, or at least be willing to accept it. Yeah, I agree. You know, check their FetLife profile. Yep. Check with some of their friends, see if they've actually had interactions with them or if they're just friends. And I'm using air quotes (laughs) because, you know, we all have friends who are just there because we like their writings or their pictures. Yeah. And with that, before you engage in any in any scenes, you do need to have first meets. I mean, obviously, you have to go over the hard limits, Mm -hmm. the soft limits, uh, but also setting the expectations for your client of here are my lines, here are my safety rules. And this is a great opportunity to observe the client. The reactions when you say, no, I won't do this. Mm-hmm. Or I will do this, but only to this extent. Yes. And this is the number one tip I actually give to people who are asking, how do I go and get back in the dating world? I mean, especially my female presenting clients, but males, females, anybody non-binary, say no. Say no at least once to something. Something they really want to do. No, it it could be something small. Something small, I mean... Do you want to go to the movies tonight? No. No. You're used to hearing that from me a lot. No, you can (laughs) go though. But... The reaction that you get to a no, the reaction that you get to setting about... I know you want to see this movie. You you were talking about it last week. It's just one movie. Coercion. Coercion. Or you get, what do you mean you don't want to go? Am I not good enough for you? These are all red flags. You don't want to be seen with me in public? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, self-esteem issues. Okay. (laughs) But the reactions that you get to a no are super telling, especially... If someone is hiring you 
to give them orders or to make them submit to your requests. And if they can't take a no, that is a huge, uh-uh, we are not working together. Throw in a caveat. Like what? Unless they tell you right up front that I'm a brat. Mm. And then you got to stop and ask them, are you bratting out? I guess. I guess. But when we're talking about first meets. They shouldn't be bratting. They shouldn't be bratting. This is a professional, we're outlining bratting things. Bratting needs to be consensual. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I wonder if there are professional dominants out there then who may choose not to work with brats. I'm sure there are. I know there's non-professional dominants who will just not play with brats. So I got to assume that there's professional ones that are just like, it's it's not worth it. If I want to <laughs> deal with a six-year-old, I'll go home. Thank you. <laughs> Don't bring clients home. Mm-mm. Don't bring clients to your home. And it's probably safer not to go to a client's home. Get a motel room. Get a motel room. Get a rent a dungeon space. Have a dungeon space if you get to that level of lucrative professionalism Mm -hmm. but not your home not their home nope too many movies too many movies you do not want them to know where you live and as for going to their home you do not know what you're necessarily walking into or how to get out of it safely even with check-ins going back to the check-ins google maps yeah you can share your location with a friend You'd be able to see a history of where my phone was. Because that's something we do for each other. Yep. Especially with you going off and doing uh, workshops and stuff. Exactly. Meeting up with clients. Now, I am going to throw in this explanation of of our relationship. Mm -hmm. We have great communication. There is no you're monitoring my location or I'm monitoring your location. No. It's not a oversight, jealous kind of thing. No. Hey, I'm going out. I'm going to meet up with, you know, these clients I've never met up with before. I'm planning on meeting them at the Applebee's for appetizers in a discussion. If I'm not back by a certain time, you know, you've not been back by that certain time. I've opened up the app. Hey, look, she's still sitting at Applebee's. Text message. Everything good? Yep. Great. I'm going to bed. Call me if you need me. Exactly. Ours is for ours is for safety. I'm not going to encourage relationships to say that you have to have this. This is you don't you don't sit at home while I say I'm at work and stalk me sitting at work. No, if I did, I would need some serious help and and vice versa. Like if you were monitoring it constantly. Honestly, I usually remember when the kid goes, hey, where's mommy? How far away is she? Is she on her way home yet? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you have to you have to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are trusting your significant other to monitor that, it needs to yeah. be a healthy situation. If somebody's demanding that you have this feature turned on, run. Yeah, red flag. But have a have a backup plan mm-hmm. to. And th- this goes back to don't go to clients' houses. You nope. can't have a backup plan, and I don't mean just having a secondary like route of escape from the house, the room, whatever. I'm talking about like having financial means to get away. Get that Uber. Get that Uber. Mm -hmm. If you are traveling, get that plane ticket. Just get out safely. Have access to funds somehow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Don't leave food or drink unattended. I feel like every female presenting person knows that. that. They should know that you don't leave your drink or food unattended at the bar, at the restaurant, especially at the bar with somebody. How sad is that though? That, sad. that nobody's ever tried to roofie me yeah as a 
cisgender male, how often are you like, can you watch my drink while I go hit the head? I, I could hand it to some stranger and come back and if they hadn't drank it yet, take it and it'd be fine. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know where we went wrong as a species, but... I wish somebody would try and roofing me, take advantage of me once in a while. I'm you looking all, at you. You all heard it I'm here. looking at you. It's on record. <laughs> <laughs> I take that as consent. I've been legally roofied to get my teeth pulled. Oh. I do not remember a damn thing. I do. That was a long ass day. Oh my gosh. Here, take this pill. Conscious sedation, they mm-hmm. called it. I... I it was a roofie. I consented to being roofied. I do not remember a damn thing. Absolutely wonderful. There was no way in hell I was letting anybody put me under. We'll go this way. Mm-hmm. Yay. All right. The last one. The last rule is actually something that I was taught in self-defense class. Trust your gut. I do. As a cisgender male, you absolutely do. Also, past training has taught me. Trust your gut. Yes. If it smells like shit, it's probably shit. <laughs> That's a really, that's a really MJ way to put that. It's mm-hmm. it's very apt and it's very on point. But I think again, female presenting individuals need to hear it. Yeah, we are subliminally, subconsciously somewhere we're taught. It'll be okay. Go on. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. comply or you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. And you don't you you don't always trust your gut. You don't listen to it. You listen to the no. It's gonna be fine. You're being, you're just being paranoid. Okay. Yeah. No. Nope. Take care of it. Trust your gut. Trust your intuition. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. If you're getting that anxiety, that worry about it. Turn around, walk away, send a text. Sorry, something came up. I can't make it. Can't make it. And block them. Not, not necessarily block them. If you're. See what the reaction is. If you're, yeah. See what that reaction to the no is. And if you decide to try again, Fine. But it's better to be safe than sorry in situations where we're talking about BDSM. Always better to be safe than sorry. I think that about covers it. How to become a... So Kayla would order a hooker. Yep. And a pro dom. Yep. And try the experience for half a minute and then spend the rest of the time playing 20 questions. More like 50 questions, but yeah. Whatever. And she probably wouldn't trust her gut because she wants the answers to the questions. Yep. Okay. So have we covered it? I think we about covered it. Okay. And people have to check their local laws if they decide to get into this line of work. And they could all, even somebody who's looking to be a pro dominant could work with somebody like a, a sex coach. Mm-hmm. A sex coach could help them figure out how to proceed in their state. Highly recommend. So I guess we're just on to what's going on with Boink. There's still a sale going on. Oh, the, <laughs> that's not on the notes. You are such a, a cheeky man. Hey, somebody's got to peddle the product. Yeah, I know. I just want to help people. No, what I was thinking we would bring up is the fact that the Rope series are selling really well. So we got the Rope 101, Rope 102, Rope 103. Mm -hmm. So the Rope 101 is this coming weekend, and 2 and 3 are in September, and the tickets are going. And there's limited spaces. I can only teach so many people at once. Rope 101. Yes. Dip your toes in the water type of, is rope something you're really interested in? Well... To also, very importantly, my Rope 101, the first thing we do is cover different safety aspects. And, yeah, and safety. Yeah. 102, you're a little lax on, this, on covering the safety aspects because you won't take them unless they've been to a 101 class, right? Been to a 101 class um, or can verify that they have at least 101 equivalent knowledge. Okay. 
So, because stuff that I go over in 101 is a foundation mm-hmm. that you need to build on. It's like learning math. You need to be able to tie a single column tie. Hey, I know I know my one two C's. Oh my gosh. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> you need to be able to call to tie properly a single column tie with a non-collapsing knot before you can continue on. It's the foundation of rope. It's the foundation of shibari. Mm-hmm. And I can't spend all of the 102 class revisiting that. It's not fair to all the other participants. Okay. So, so, so there's the 101 in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Safety in your basic... Foundational knots. Basic foundational knots. 102, a little more in depth, but what's the 103? Because that's a new one. That's a new one. So the 102, we're going to take all those foundational knots and hitches. We're going to add some more to them and start teaching you ways to combine them and building, you know, more than just what I teach. Mm-hmm. It's giving you more creative license. The 103 is brand new and it's the foundations for suspension and you're not working alone on setting that one up are you no no i uh collaborated uh, with additional riggers as we would call them um additional I, i wanted as much experience in suspension as possible because we increase the risks right significantly when we start talking about suspending people but it's going to be the foundations of it here's how to run your line. Here's how to check your hard points. And mostly people are going to stay on the floor. Like maybe we'll... Lift an arm, lift a leg. Lift an arm, lift a leg, but we don't have... We're not going to lift the whole body. No, we're not going to worry about those those falling concerns. So it's the 101 of suspension, essentially. But mm-hmm. since we're doing it as a progressive series, mm-hmm. it is our 103. And eventually we'll be offering the 104 where we do lift the bodies off the ground. Mm. Yeah. So 103 will cover harnesses at least one harness that can be used for suspension. And if people choose to take that home and start working on it, fine. That's they'll, on them. Yes. They'll have a leg up <laughs> when they come back for 104. Dad jokes really aren't your thing. <laughs> no, I'm trying so hard to keep a straight face. And so are you, I can tell. It was a little funny. All right. So that's what that's what we have. Mm-hmm. That's what we have. That's all we have. Mm. Well, I guess. What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. I don't either. We have to research first then, don't we? Off the rails. This is going to be fun. All right. Say goodnight to everybody. Good night. Thank you so much for listening. Forgetting something? I'm about... Oh! The limerick. Mm-hmm. The limerick. Oh, shooby. For Suze. For Suze. The only reason I'll do it. Oh, you love Suze. All right. Let's hear no, it. I don't know about that. That recently single dude Martin told his ex-wife since our parting, I've had women and men, several geese and a hen, and a hoover. And that's just for starting. Oh. <laughs> that's a good one. And it reminds me why I was not born with a penis. Mm. Hey, look, a hole. Will it fit? I'd have gone to the ER so many damn times. Probably. Yeah. yeah. On that note. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to drop us a voice message. And uh, in the meantime, stay you, stay beautiful, feel good, be naughty. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. 
I started Boink in 2022 with the goal to create a safe environment and culture for all genders and sexual orientations, to learn about and embrace every part of themselves and one another. We offer workshops, events, and various inclusive products, along with consultations, to make sure we take a holistic approach to enhancing individuals' sexual satisfaction with themselves or their partners. I believe that when you accept yourself and your partner on the most intimate of levels, it filters out into your daily life. The World Health Organization recognizes this, saying, sexual health is fundamental to the overall health and well-being of individuals, couples, and families and to the social and economic development of communities and countries. So as long as you'll have us, Boink will be here. Kink-affirming, gender-blurring, sex-fulfilling. And you can find any of our details at www.boink-ed.com.